This morning I'm concluding a series of homilies from Paul's letter to the Ephesians. We come to the sixth chapter, beginning at verse 10. Finally, be strong in the Lord and in the strength of his power. Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For our struggle is not against enemies of blood and flesh, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this present darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand on that evil day, having done everything to stand firm. Stand, therefore, and fasten the belt of truth around your waist. Put on the breastplate of righteousness. As shoes for your feet, put on whatever will make you ready to proclaim the gospel of peace. With all of these, take the shield of faith with which you will be able to quench all the flaming arrows of the evil one. Take the helmet of salvation and the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. The word of the Lord. Holy God, in this worship service, we give you all of who we are. That which we confess is so far from who you have called us to be as individuals and as a community. Now we ask that you would respond to our confession with some word of grace from your holy scripture. For our souls are parched for the words that we hear only from your spirit. So be gracious to our seeking, we pray. Amen. Throughout his epistle to the Ephesians, the Apostle Paul has been working out what it means to live in Christ. He says, we who were dead in our trespasses and sins have in Christ been made fully alive. In Christ, the church, he wrote, was the dwelling place of God in which there are no dividing walls of hostility. In Christ, we have received a sacred mission to participate in his work of bringing love and truth and light into our world. Now, in the sixth chapter, Paul concludes by saying, be strong in Christ. We live in a day in which many people have assumed that weakness has an inherent virtue to it, and strength and power are inherently corruptible things. But Paul doesn't share that view. He doesn't think that weakness is inherently virtuous or that power and strength are inherently evil. What he thinks is that in Christ, we have inherited a strength whose power is made perfect even in weakness. So Paul says to the church, be strong in Christ. Why? Well, in verse 11, he says you have to be strong in Christ in order to stand against the wiles of the devil. Oh, we have even more problem with this one. 
the wiles of the devil? Many of us are very uncomfortable with conversations about the devil. It sounds like ancient mythology to us. It conjures up fictional images of vampires and werewolves and little men in red suits. We also don't like conversations about the devil because it inevitably leads into conversations about hell and we don't wanna go there, literally. <laughs> but I think the reason we're most hesitant about conversations regarding the devil is that we think it removes responsibility from us. We've never accepted the excuse, the devil made me do it. Right, but still, here's the word of God. The Apostle Paul believes in the devil. As he writes in verse 12 of the text, our struggle is not against blood and flesh, but against the cosmic powers of the present darkness, against spiritual forces of evil. That's Paul's word of God for us today. Now this does not mean that the devil is always behind all the bad things that we do. We're certainly capable of hurting each other without any cosmic help from the powers of darkness. And we are responsible for the things that we do that are bad. But there's something out there that's worse than bad. Something powerful a spiritual force of evil. And it has the power to tempt people and to overcome them to the point of their self-destruction, and they usually take down a lot of people with them. Anyone who has served people for a long time and has seen the destruction believes in the spiritual forces of evil. Many of the early church heresies believed that the devil was an antitheon, an antagonist god. And they thought that history was essentially the unfolding of a cosmic battle between the god of light and the god of evil, and that humans were mere defenseless pawns in this conflict. But St. Augustine, changed the ground for this battle from one being above us to one being within us. As he illustrates in his confessions, we are much more culpable than being mere pawns. And I think this is what the Apostle Paul is getting at also. The battle is for the human soul and for the soul of the church. Anytime the church or a spiritual community or a seminary that strives for community lifts up its aspiration for its life together in Christ, it becomes very vulnerable to the accusation that we are failing at this life together in Christ. And the only response to that is to say, yes, that's exactly right. We confess, as we've already done in this service, we tell the truth about that. Because all communities are made up 
of mere mortals. And on any day in the community, someone is not prevailing in their battle against evil. And they do and say that which hurts themselves and hurts others and hurts the aspirations and the testimonies of the community. As Augustine also wrote in his polemic against the Donatist, who had split the church in search of a purer church. He says, the body of Christ is holy, not because the members of the body are holy, but because the head of the body is holy. You and me, we're not the locus of holiness in our community. Frankly, we're part of the problem. That's exactly why we come to community, to find the Savior who is in our midst. Because as flawed as we are, we know to come together in the name of Jesus Christ, and he has promised to be in our midst. And this is a Savior who can make us strong against our own evil. As Paul says, we're able in community to learn how to put on the armor of Christ, to put on this Christ righteousness and truth and faith and salvation. In spiritual community, we find the physician of the soul for our sin-sick lives. So to judge a community for being filled with sinners. It's like judging a hospital for being filled with sick people. Yes, we allow sinners in the community. In fact, we only let sinners in the community. <laughs> but as we come together in community, we discover a covenant that Christ makes with the church, a covenant to heal and to forgive and to redeem and to restore. And we are made strong in the grace of this Savior who can save us from all evil, even the evil of our own making. And any community that knows how to confess the truth and appeal to the common need of the grace of Christ becomes strong, strong in the mercy for which we desperately need, so strong that even the gates of hell cannot prevail against those who live by grace. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen.